Hi everyone, welcome to Hugh Spotlight. We have a brand new show and a, a dear friend, and I really do say that honestly, Jerry Serretta. And Jerry, I mean, I've known you for so many years, and I just want to say that I am so happy that you are still making music, you know, like, and you're doing it so well. And I say that from a, a really fond spot, uh, fond spot, because a lot of artists just kind of disappear and you've always been I think true to yourself and true to the songs that you want to do uh, country but yes storytelling yeah. I, I think it's storytelling and I really want to like you know talk now when you get to your roots to the indigenous and the Métis roots and with your teacher background now being able to tell stories and, and you know what and it's not only about the indigenous culture, it's it's about human culture, don't you think? Like that's what I feel. It is about you. human culture, and I, I still do a lot of work with uh, in a lot of uh, educational spaces and mm -hmm. and with a lot of um, groups of people across Canada, uh, really really driving home that idea of truth and reconciliation, how very important that is, and why it's. Um, you know, you sometimes get people talking and they say, well, you know, I, I wasn't here when the colonization happened. It's it's not my kind of problem. Well, it is because mm -hmm. we're all living here. We're all <laughs> occupying the same space. And to me, truth and reconciliation is two things. It's the truth that people need to know first. And when they know the truth and they, they get to do something that's immersive and, and they get to feel like a simulation, like the blanket exercise or, or something mm -hmm. where people can can experience what it feels like to have your identity stolen from you, then you start to realize how very important it is that we bring that back together and we we work on building those relationships back up. That's so super important and that'll always be a part of the work that I do. I, I just mm -hmm. lucky enough that, you know, I still uh, love writing songs and, and performing in front of people and, and I got a great team behind me. So as long as they continue to work with me and as long as we got stories to tell, I'll, I'll keep standing up there in front of people and, and doing the old troubadour thing. And once in a while with a band, that, that's a little <laughs> crazier there. No, the band is great. Yeah. Okay, so music for you, Jerry, though. Uh, you know, it, it is a passion, but beyond that, though, it's something more for you. You know, my... Music is healing. Music has always been healing for me. It's, it's healing for people all across the world in, in different cultures and, and, and genres of music. Mm -hmm. um, my family instilled that in me when I was very, very young. And, you know, when you just had a bad day, nothing like picking up the guitar, writing a song to get that out of you, or picking up a guitar and playing the hits that you've loved since you were a child, right? Because it, it all brings back memories. Mm -hmm. Each song that I enjoy listening to 
uh, has that, I can remember where I heard it, I can remember why it was important to me, uh, and and that's part of the storytelling aspect too, because people will ask me when I'm on stage, and you know, I pick up the acoustic guitar, play a couple of mine, then all of a sudden, here's a George Jones, mm-hmm. or you know, here's Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and but there's a story behind why I choose to do those songs on a stage, mm-hmm. because at some time in my life, those songs were important to, you know, my mom, my dad, my grandparents, my brothers. You know, it might bring back a smile of some goofy stuff we did when we were teenagers, messing around in the countryside, around a bonfire, jamming these tunes, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. music, music is life, and I, I feel it's it. Winnipeg's such a great place to be because we have so many uh, diverse musicians. And when mm-hmm. people tour, you know, whether they're going east, west, north, south, they all come through Winnipeg at one point in time. And they add to that heartbeat that I think is the Winnipeg music scene. They, they build it up. Everybody knows uh, you want diversity and some amazing musicianship. They all come to Winnipeg. Oh, well, I'm, yes, and we both know that. Okay, so your fifth album. Fifth album. Going into recording your fifth album, what does your music sound like? Or I, I am just kind of curious, like, or do you just keep on the same stream? No, it's, it's evolved for yeah. sure. I mean, I started out, I was a lot younger, and <laughs> I was in the country music scene, so mm-hmm. for me it was about um, cold beer and you know, cheap whiskey and, <laughs> and women. <laughs> dive bars and women, yeah. Um, but over the years, I've, you know, I've grown. My my maturity's inched up a little bit. Just <laughs> an inchworm, you know. Um, but truthfully, yeah, it's, I was fortunate enough after, you know, recording my first two and a half albums here in Winnipeg, uh, I sought out something different. I was looking for a different sound, a different vibe. Mm-hmm. So I connected w- first with Gord Bamford and we talked about doing an album together. Yeah. Wow. So we got together and with with an album in mind, we headed mm-hmm. down to Nashville mm-hmm. and we wrote a whole bunch of songs. But Gord's a busy guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Not an easy guy to line up his timeline with mine. So I was like, ah, I need to get moving on this right now. So mm-hmm. I reached out to another friend of mine, Troy Kokel, um, who I'd known uh, through Shane Yellowbird, another mutual yep. friend of ours. So I reached out to him and I said, Troy, I would like to try something new. Do you know any producers out west that I could work with? And he just said very humbly, well, you know, I've been thinking about getting into... Because he'd recorded demos for himself and his wife, both award-winning songwriters. <laughs> so I said, yeah, let's work together. Let's try something, see what happens. And we did the first... We finished off that that the half remember two and a half so we finished off the half and put it together as our third and we vibed so well together that we started writing together and we said let's just try different stuff too Mm -hmm. let's infuse some kind of funky sounds into our music let's infuse some pop let's infuse some roots and let's just make music that we're both proud of that we that makes us smile and that we believe in and as long as we're doing that and having fun we won't stop so we rolled through album four uh which is now up for an award tomorrow yeah Ah, yeah so fingers crossed for that one but um 
and now album five is is ready to go. Uh, the a brand new singles out. It's called Lighthouse. That mm -hmm. that was um, it's released. People can check it out on streaming media. The music videos coming, and um, and that was one of those songs uh, for me writing Lighthouse because mm -hmm. kind of the the format that Troy and I got together to do the writing was at first we decided we would zoom once a week. Oh, okay. So after about a, six weeks of doing that once a week, we had written almost the full song. So it wasn't going quite the way we wanted. Right. So Troy said, okay, I need, I need you to come to Calgary. <laughs> so I went to Calgary. Uh, he put me up in his house, um, and he invited over a lot of his songwriting friends. Mm -hmm. And we'd wake up, have breakfast together. I would go write with a group of people. We'd have lunch together, write with a different group of people, and then we'd settle down for supper and relax. And over the course of three or four days, we had, you know, eight or nine songs wow. completed. And we're like, hey, this works better. So we did that, uh, I think, two or three more times. And we got all the stuff that we needed for this album. Uh, very proud of it. Crazy. Very proud of the stories that go behind it. Uh, Lighthouse yeah. is a very, very emotional song for me probably one of the most emotional ones I've released just because it's about those times in life when um, you're out on rough waters, you, you have no sense of direction, you feel lost, you feel like that's it. The, the end of the day is your days are numbered. But those people, whether they're our partners, our parents, mm -hmm. our friends, they're that beacon of light, that beacon of hope that's reaching out and telling you, Come this way. This this is the direction. We'll get you back on land. We'll get you off those choppy waters and get help you. And that's where I go back to the music mm -hmm. is healing. And this is my way of telling people that, you know, Lighthouse is about those people. Don't ever forget them because, you, you know, it's... I think the pandemic taught us all something in, in terms of not being able to go and sit down with your family or your friends, the ones we care about the most. Mm -hmm. um, and that rocked me to the point where I will never now turn down an opportunity. If somebody phones me up, I might be running on zero sleep for the last 56 hours, but if they, if you know, if it's a friend or uh, my parents or yeah. my siblings and they say, hey, you know, why don't, why don't you come over? I'll be right there. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's so important yeah. to... to to say yes to those opportunities. Well, and it's just like you never know, right? What life's going to do. You never know what, what life's going to give you. And I don't ever want to think, oh, man, I should have spent more time with that person. Or I, I didn't let that person know how much I cared about them when they were here. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to let you set up Lighthouse, which you will get to see after a beautiful interview with Sade. She's an R&B artist in Toronto, but Lighthouse first. Here's Lighthouse. Well, the story behind it. Oh, <laughs> the story behind Lighthouse. Um, we were sitting down. Uh, oftentimes, like, I love to work out first thing in the morning. It clears my head. It's my time. We're usually up and moving around at about 4.30 when nobody can disturb me. So, you know, I'm focused on my workout and I have Yes, I do have country tunes pumping. <laughs> Some <laughs> people say you can't work out to it, but to me, it's it's not about that. I grew up, you know, when I used to go to gym class, it was always about 
thunderstruck by ACDC or something that is rocking the floors, right? But I, I do enjoy country music, and I like the stories. So sometimes things will come to me uh, because I'm, I'm focused on the workout. I'm not always dialing into the lyrics or the melody, but I'm dialing into the feeling. And something will come to me. And for Lighthouse, that's what came to me is I was sitting there, and I don't remember what I was listening to, but I remember just thinking about my family and everything that we had just went through and how, you know, people couldn't talk to each other and it just, the, the world was in chaos. And those people that meant so much to me, I missed so, so much that, um, and all the things that they've done to steer me right. And, and during the pandemic, when I had nobody else to to kind of sit down with and, and be able to talk to in person. Because I always feel that's something too. The live shows, when you're on stage with a crowd, they bring an energy to it, we bring an energy to it, and that's mm -hmm. a shared experience that will only ever be created once. And people have to realize that. You can put on the same show uh, 100 times across North America, each one is going to be different. Each one is going to have its memorable moments. Mm -hmm. um, and... And thinking about those people and how much they meant to me and how they've guided me when I felt lost, um, how they have supported me when, you know, I didn't know if I was going to land back on my feet. Through all those times, um, they were that beacon of light. And, and to me, because my grandparents grew up um, as commercial fishermen on Lake Winnipeg, those lighthouses were so important uh, to bring people home and to keep people safe. And to me, that's what those supports around us are. They're those lighthouses that are, will always be there when we don't know what's happening or where to go. So I wrote it about those people, and, and the, my grandparents were a big part of that. Um, they they mm -hmm. fished out on a place called Matheson Island, mm -hmm. and... Um, I remember being a kid and getting to see the lighthouse, which was just across from Matheson Island on an island called Black Bear. So they ended up taking that lighthouse down. They actually tore down a bunch of lighthouses on Lake Winnipeg and just burnt them. But this one, they actually transported to Selkirk, the place where I was born, which is almost symbolic in itself. And that lighthouse still sits there. So wow. I was born in Selkirk. That lighthouse sits there, and that's where my grandparents retired. That's where they lived and until they passed on. So there, there's a lot of symbolic uh, purpose behind Lighthouse and how powerful that is. Wow, and what a great opportunity that you're able to write and create a song and sing it. And we can hardly wait. So you will see Lighthouse, but right now we're going to go to an interview with the talented Sade in Toronto, an R&B artist. Hello, Sade. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. And go, girl. You are much more than music. <laughs> I want to talk about the fashion. I want to talk about producing. Uh, and, of course, the new video. But uh, uh, So let's start with the music, though, Sade. I mean, I, I guess 
music is a passion, but also to your culture and traditions too as well to mix that yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Like music is it's a huge part of my life. I always used to say that uh music runs through my veins and it's been in my family forever and uh it's just a way of my life <laughs> I guess that's the that's the best way that I can explain it. It's just a part of who I am. Mhm. And let's you know. talk to now about women in music and especially women mm -hmm. of color. Uh, mm -hmm. For yourself, how has the journey been? And I know that there's obviously uh, there is adversity out there, but now we're we're champions, right, of supporting yeah. each other. Have you found that support along the way? I have in in little pockets. Definitely, there've been a lot of challenges being an artist of color, uh, being you know a female artist in addition to that, and. I find that a lot of times, you know, along the way, I've come across people who automatically second-guess me or people who maybe if they don't understand my sound, for them it's easier to, um, for lack of a better word, reject my sound or feel like, oh, like, I don't understand this, it's so exotic or whatever else because they're not exposed to this vast array of music or cultural influences. Um, and so in the beginning, I used to feel like, wow, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, is there, am I doing something wrong here? And then over time, I started to realize that, oh, this actually has nothing to do with me. This is purely to do with, you know, their, their lack of awareness um, or ignorance or whatever else. Um, so slowly, I started to lean towards the people who can appreciate my sound and my music and who I am as a woman and all of that, yeah. And that, in a sense, too, must be so empowering for you. And I guess for the younger girls coming up and seeing you as a role model, and, and we say about it all the time, but you are a role model for a lot of young girls. Uh, the situations that you find yourself in sometimes, how did you deal with them? You know, how did you get out of it gracefully and obviously like you just said uh, stay true to your own sound your your Sade yeah. sound yeah honestly I would have to say that a huge part of that has been my support system um, I would say that I was lucky to have a father who really wanted to champion his girls my dad was a huge advocate for women and you know, he he allowed, I saw that in the way he treated my mother and in the way that he pushed her to be everything that she wanted to be with no limits. Um, and I saw that in the way that he pushed me um, to be excellent in anything that I wanted to do. And he was always just like, go for it, go for it, go for it. Um, and I would definitely say that that influenced me. My teachers definitely influenced me as well. I would say I was surrounded by a lot of people who um, saw the potential in me and rather than... Um, placing limitations on what I could be. They rather challenged me to, to shoot for the stars. Um, and so with that mindset, I feel like I want to, I know that it, it, I know that not every young girl out there has that similar experience. And so I've personally taken it upon myself to always look out for um, younger girls and just 
be there for them in any way that I can, whether it's being a mentor or whether it's, um, you know, giving them whatever advice that they might need. Um, I've, I've found, the, especially last year, I know we, we haven't quite gotten into the season of shows this year, but I remember there were a bunch of shows last year. At the end of the show, these little girls will come up to me and be like, oh, I love your outfit. Oh, like, where did you get this from? And like, oh, when did you start singing? And like, oh, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to put together like my own band in my high school or like all these other things. And I'm just like, oh my God, come here. (laughs) And I just always, anytime that happens, it makes me feel so happy that one, they can see me as a point of reference for something that they too can achieve and be. And I always, I'm always just open to giving them advice and and um, supporting them along their journey because I know that it's not easy um, and yeah community I would say has been the biggest biggest part of of championing me really so. oh well that is so beautiful okay so that's a great segue into oh where did you get that I love your outfit fashion because <laughs> fashion is very important especially yeah. for females in the music yeah. industry I don't Absolutely. know why males can get away with wearing rich shirts and whatever, I, oh. but we have to have the full ensemble or poo-poo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The pressure. Sometimes yeah. it's funny. It's like when I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, the pressure is too much. But then at the end of it, I'm like, you know what? I look pretty bad today. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. But you won a fashion award. Am I correct in saying that? as well? I, I won a Female Artist of the Year at a Fashion and Arts Movement uh, Award, yes. So it, it's sort of a, it's a fashion show that um, highlights different uh, artists from the African diaspora or uh, diaspora of color. Um, and so they give different award categories to artists, uh, to designers, photographers, and so on and so forth. Uh, so yes, I won the Female Artist of the Year um, in 2020. Yeah. So obviously your ensemble was impeccable. No. <laughs> Let's get to the new music though. Your new single, Intuition, is incredible. Yeah. Uh, R&B, but there's so much more. So if you had to describe your sound, Sade, to Mm -hmm. somebody new, Mm -hmm. how would you describe yourself? I would say it's a blend of Afro-Soul and R&B. Think Thalakuti, like a soulful Thalakuti meets Lauryn Hill and a little bit of Erika Badu, all mumble-jumbled together. Um... Because it combines elements of soul, it combines elements of Afrobeats, it combines elements of jazz and R&B, and it's all meshed into this. So I usually say I'm an Afro-soul and R&B artist. Oh, beautiful. And what is in store for 2023 for you? Well, for one, as people follow me, they will find out. (laughs) But also um, lots of music, lots of collaborations, uh, we've been working very hard on the EP, working very hard to put that out to to everyone. Um, and yeah, lots of performances, lots of festivals, music weeks, uh, some short film festivals as well that are coming up really soon. Um, like Intuition is going to be shown at the Toronto Short Film Festival uh, next Sunday. So I'm really <laughs> excited about that. 
um, and some other surprise short film festivals that I, I have been told to keep a secret until it's officially announced. But one of them might be an Oscar qualifying film festival, which is insane <laughs> to be a part of such a festival. But yes. uh, I, I have been told to keep that silent until it's been officially announced. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, okay, our lips are sealed, but if you do go, let us know or at least, you know, absolutely. tell us what you're going to wear. But Absolutely. No. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. <laughs> at least I have my outfit figured out for Sunday for the Toronto Short Film Festival. I'm pretty excited Good. about that one. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> well, we can hardly wait till you can go on tour for the rest of Canada to see you and uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us, Sade. I'm going to let you though introduce your new video though that we are going to premiere Ooh. right on Hue Spotlight. So exciting. <laughs> okay, so take it away. You can introduce your new video. Go ahead. This is my new video called Intuition. If only you knew. I wake up to the thought of seeing you. Bright eyes, cherry smile. I need your touch, like fresh water on leaves from the morning dew, if only you knew. Telling me maybe this is meant to be. Cause every time I feel this strong pull, like this is something I could handle. But all the questions in my mind asking, is it the right time? My rowing of imaginations mixed with my infatuations of ya. If I press it, if I lean into it, if I hold fast, will my experience all of the places I've never been? Fast pace and never changing carousel My mind is ever rolling And with you I'm ever flowing I don't want to lose this feeling I don't So I Hold on fast to the truth It might be just what I need Hold on fast to the truth It might be just what I Just what? 
If only you knew my intuition, it draws me to you. My name is Jerry Serretta, and this is Lighthouse. I've done things that I ain't proud of Stubbornness and fear and Into walls I built myself And caused my share of tears I've been lost out on the ocean Fighting hard to find the truth She's the thing that's given me A place to come back to She guides me home When I'm dreaming gives me hope when I'm sinking sky goes dark in this wild heart that a single star to be found she's my lighthouse like a beacon that girl calls me when I get too far from the shore Got faith enough in both of us when I'm caught out in the storm. She's direction, she's a compass. When I get in my own way, she reaches out even when fighting through the waves. She guides me home. When I'm drifting, she gives me hope. When I'm sinking, In the man I want to be Through my roughest waters She's been waiting there for me She guides me home When I'm drifting She gives me hope When I'm sinking The sky goes 
speak and that girl calls me She's my life I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.